Welcome back to the 3DD Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the show today. So glad to have you here with me. Uh, my guest today is a very good friend of mine. It is Coach Rodrigo Silverback, at Rodrigo Silverback on Instagram. And uh, we're here to talk uh, fitness, competitive, personal, and everything everything in between. Um, you know, of everybody I know, there are very few who rival Rodrigo and his passion for fitness, strength, and his, and his lifetime commitment and involvement to the fitness industry. Um, this guy lives and breathes the gym between personal training, online coaching, nutrition programming, and, and even working, you know, the supplement side of the industry, uh, at Popeye supplements, which, you know, some of you, (laughs) so you probably know him from, from Popeye's. Um, uh, we, we go everywhere in this podcast, man. I felt like I could have easily been a three hour show. And I mean, I knew that if you get Rod going on any topic in fitness and in nutrition and show a genuine interest you can be in for a very very long conversation so i had absolutely no doubt that we would have plenty to talk about i um try to use this as an outlet and to showcase some of his you know his insider knowledge from rod's perspective uh in particular his uh, practical um n- the practical nature and his approach to fitness you know he won't throw a bunch of he won't throw a book at you and you know talk about studies talk about theoretical things he learned in whatever education program now, he'll he'll tell you about real world examples in which he watched something work or not work, and he'll tell you why. So that was kind of my direction going into this. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the Olympia that just happened, um, got his opinion on some of, um, you know, and you really get to see what a fan of bodybuilding that uh, Rodrigo is. Um, but yeah, um, you know, we went kind of everywhere, you know, from the shake of the fitness industry with respect to the uh, COVID lockdowns here in Ontario, uh, taking gyms for granted, talk about coaches, what drew Rodrigo to be a coach himself. Uh, I think he's always had that attitude as long as I've known him, you know, wanting to include people who take an interest in fitness. Uh, Even in his high school days, there's a story in here, him talking about not wanting to see kids drop uh, phys ed after ninth grade, which, you know, I'm I'm guilty of. (laughs) I dropped the gym as soon as it it was, uh, as soon as it wasn't a legal requirement, (laughs) because it was intimidating, and I was overall just a wispy, nerdy kid in high school anyways, and I just had no interest in continuing it until little did I know (laughs) how big... How big of an impact fitness would have on my life later on. Um, but anyhow, uh, great show, great conversation. Love getting to talk business with the boy. And I uh, hope you enjoy as well the 3DD podcast with Coach Rodrigo Silverback. Uh, camera, camera, camera. And all right, we're going. All right, sir. How are you? Yeah, we're... I'm great, man. How are you? <laughs> Everything good. is good. Uh Happy, uh, happy almost new year. We're about what? Almost eight to 10 hours. I'd say 10 hours from now. 10 hours from now would be 10 uh, hours out from the end. Hitting 2021 finally. And I don't know. All I got to say is 2020 was a big awakening for a lot of things, whether it was health related, you know, physical, whatever it was, emotional. A lot of people went through it and I've seen it through clients, friends, families, but I'm glad that uh, no one I personally know got COVID, so thankfully. Yeah. But um, it was a good year, in my opinion, as much as it was I think a so. write-off in some people's thoughts and mind. I appreciated the, the new beginnings that came through my way, to be honest. Overall positive? I think so. And... I don't know. I, I talked about this in the in the podcast that I did last week, like by myself, where I was just like, I think to view 2020 as just like, okay, this is it, clean up, and then 2021, all of a sudden, everything's going to magically get better. It's not. It's not. 
It's I mean, just another day. It's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like, what What's that going to make difference to our lockdown or our training or or anything really? Because we were supposed to do this yesterday, yeah. and then and then we rescheduled to do it today. And then you're like, oh yeah, we'll do it uh, end of the year. And I was just and I looked at the date. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's New Year's Eve, isn't it? And it doesn't feel like it. No. Did Christmas feel like Christmas? Christmas? Feel and like honestly, I love Christmas. Coming from a a country where Christmas is probably the most heavily celebrated holiday in, in, in the country, in the world for us. This year was far from that. Yeah. And it's a big felt, part of it is like it, celebrating with the family. Exactly. And even friends or anything like that. And I'm not saying that I, I didn't have fun or anything. It was just, it, it didn't feel like it. Outdoors, it didn't feel like it. Other than a beautiful snowfall we had, it wasn't the same. Yeah. A lot of things weren't the same this year. Yeah. So let's start there. Let's start with your let's let's give the people some history on Coach Coach Silverback. <laughs> coach Silverback. <laughs> you didn't start as Coach Silverback. No, I started as Coach Rodrigo back in man, I don't even know, 2011 or 12, back at Good Life Fitness. West Mall, shout out to those guys. <laughs> I take that shout out back. You're just a forever Etobicoke boy. I know. I you know, I realized that I'm I'm very local and too many people know me locally. Whether it's at the gyms, Popeyes, different gyms. Yeah. <laughs> I say Popeyes. <laughs> no, I run into people always. And I can't hate it. I love everybody, but it is pretty local. Too. You're a very local boy. People know me a lot around here. We're going to so. start pushing you out to the rest of the world. <laughs> I'd love to hit out west again, see Big Dan. That was fun. But um, yeah, if we're taking it back to 2000, I think 11 or 12 when I worked at Good Life for about a year. Learned a lot about the business and the fitness industry until I decided it wasn't no more for me, man. That was, it was too much working for someone else and mm -hmm. working the hours that I wasn't getting paid for. It was uh, a shot in the sky, to be, to be honest. I had called Dan Pekovsek, who's the owner of Torque Barbell right now, mm -hmm. um, Back in 2011, we went to high school together and I knew he was doing fitness and training and all that stuff. So I approached him and he welcomed me in to be an independent trainer as well at a gym called IntraFit, which was maybe a year or two before Turk Barbell was ever talked about. And it was pretty much just a small personal training studio for a few of us. And he kind of pushed me on the edge to, to start my own thing. And it took me about a month and a half to come up with the name silverback, silverback, even the word silverback, right? I've always had a passion and love for gorillas, let alone animals. And while making my business name or creating something for myself that could truly say that's him, it took a lot of names, man, like Jungle Gym and Jungle Fitness. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm like, I don't do any of that like stuff. That's all sounds like, you know, that's not me. Until <laughs> I came across a month, a month later, I came across the word silverback, which most people already know that it, what it is. It's like the alpha, yeah. alpha male gorilla in the packs. And that clicked. And, you know, fast forward to now, I've trained many, many clients, worked with many, many athletes, have uh, had a few people step on stage, have had, you know, a lot of clients step on the rink, basketball courts, soccer fields, whatever it is. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of people. And I've learned a ton throughout the years, whether it's with physical, emotional, everything. Because that's how I met you was at, at the gym. At Torque, yeah. Because yeah. I remember when I, when I walked into Torque, if you've ever been there, uh, as you enter the gym, you'll see on the glass, the logo printed Torque Barbell right beside the door. There's also a silverback yeah. 
There's also a Silverback logo. And then right when you when you walk around the corner and, the sh- and you're getting your tour, they usually take you first to the left, to the, to the yeah. turf first, and you'll see this huge the banner, Silverback yeah. banner. <laughs> Honestly, when I got that sticker up on that, on the front, it was a very meaningful day for me. Yeah. Years ago. Probably won't matter to much people now, but when that went up, I was, I okay. felt like I've done something, something good. Yeah. And now it's just to keep it growing. And there's little things like that. There's little yeah. things like that. And especially if you ever try to do something on your own and try to build something from the ground up, there's like those little marquee things. Yeah. When you see, when you see something that you made something, you know, pop up somewhere or like a little, like little, little things that don't really, they might not matter to other people, but they're, they're special to you. It's, it's very meaningful. So like, I always kind of like, <laughs> I always kind of associated you with Torque in that way. Cause when I, when I first showed up, that was I saw the silver. I didn't understand what it was. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's this? What's that? Because I was also pretty new to, I was also pretty new to yeah. the, the gym when I joined Torque. And I think back then is when we all had our own little personal training businesses on the, on the, on the outside walls, on the glass. Yeah. And I think Dan had powerful athlete up there. Yeah, yeah. Josh had next generation athletics and I believe Mike had evolution. That's weird, isn't it? You know, things change now and. Now we've all parted ways except myself. I'm still at Torque. Like, that little, love that that little stamp is still on the window. It's still there. <laughs> I don't see it coming down. It should be a memory forever. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a great ride in this industry. But as much as I'd like to say it's gone positive, this year took a huge, huge yeah. twist on things. That, on the fitness industry itself. That was interesting to watch. To watch how the... Because, you know, so much of... A lot of people, if you're if you're on the outside looking in to the fitness industry, your entry point is either um, by watching influencers or yeah. one-on-one personal training, yeah. usually. So, you know, one-on-one personal training being like kind of a standard, it's always kind of an, a face-to-face. It's a very personal thing that you do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. Nope. It so, was very, very challenging at first. Watching people try to adapt exactly and then everybody's going online there were so many workouts free online yeah i didn't see the point of charging my clients any money for that time there's no point in me charging you if anything we'll continue with the nutrition but we're all taking a hit in the physical aspect and um you know some of them got some home workouts yeah but you can take that so far and i think i I hate to say like that yeah some people only rely on home workouts and hey so be it yeah. I'm not that type of person. Right. I need to smell the iron. I need to hear the barbells mm-hmm. clinging and all that stuff. It's different. It brings a different person inside of you. It's hard to explain to people who don't really get it or just like, you know, when, when you, when you work at it, cause some people have, I had this too. Like when I, when I first started the gym, I, I was, my ideal idea of a gym was a very clean, like sterile, everything brand new until I showed up, I, until I really started lifting. And then I showed up at Torque and I was like, no, 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 this is, this is. Yeah. This is what I want. And it's not saying that we're dirty, please. <laughs> no, we're, well, no. It's, no. Uh, there's a difference in atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah. I think That's that brings is. the true lifter persona out of you. Yeah. And if it's not the atmosphere or who you're lifting with, you know, I know a lot of people who are very good, strong bodybuilders, lifters, whatever they may be, who train alone. They don't speak to anybody. They don't say hi to anybody. Garage, yeah. gym and everything. Good for you. But that's not me. Mm-hmm. I like to see other people's challenges, whether it be a failure, a huge PR, whatever. 
I would see the emotions. You are that social guy in the gym. I, like, <laughs> I don't waste my people. time there, but I like to. No, no, no. I'm saying like when, when you're training, you're training, but like when you're just, <clears throat> when you're in, when you're in the gym, you know, um, before, after your workouts or maybe in between your clients, you are kind of approaching everybody. And <laughs> if you see, if you, if you see somebody who's relatively new, you'll, you'll usually go up to them and ask them questions and yeah. talk to them. And, and you are that guy. <laughs> and I think that that honestly came from my childhood, I would say. Yeah. Coming here, you know, not knowing English, not a single word, maybe the word bitch and not even pronouncing <laughs> it that way. <laughs> Pardon my French. If this is a PG 13 podcast, it is definitely not. not a podcast. But, um, the basis of it is alcohol. Yeah. Which we're not doing today, but no, but uh, we will be doing tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, just welcoming people who aren't into fitness. Yeah, and I think grade nine really showed me that. Right, right. Being, I wasn't a great athletic person in grade nine, but I was. I could pick up a sport quicker than most people. And then you would see somebody who you know didn't want to play it, always got picked last. Then I, I was captain one time, and I chose that kid first. And he was like, why me? Like, I'm, I can't barely move. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you to just interact. Right. Yeah. And, and now they have more confidence in themselves. Because in grade nine, it's a tough, if you don't believe in confidence in yourself, you, you may have a few years where you stall back. You That's don't know a what brutal to say. time. Yeah. It's tough. And I felt like always having people, you know, I didn't want people to quit grade nine gym after yeah. grade 10. I want you to come back grade 10, grade 11, because it was like the way that we can get social without having to get grades and or thinking about a test or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of people did quit gym in grade 10, but for me, I felt like it kept growing me as a person, as a physical atmosphere and keeping me going. And I think that led me to where I am today, right? Taking that grade 12 uh, exercise science class, which changed my life, which was pretty much kinesiology yeah. in high school. <laughs> it was great. But that training people and talking to people, getting to know their, their reasonings to why they're doing it, really brings you to look at people's emotions and past to bring them to where they are now and how they're going to perceive their goals ongoing. So did you always, were you always kind of that coach kind of guy or did you have a period where it was athlete first? Like, did you ever, did you, I know you competed a bunch in powerlifting. Competed about, I think, five, maybe four competitions in powerlifting. I was almost about to step on stage last year. Would that have been your first? Stepping on stage? Yeah. Yes. That would have been, been the first time? Yeah. Oh. Never stepped on stage. Um, so I can't say I know what it feels like, but I can definitely tell you I know what it takes to get there. That's that's interesting to me. Because like, of all the people that I know about, but you were probably, the, you might be the biggest bodybuilding fan I know. <laughs> I love the sport. I don't know. Last year, the prep was awesome. I had a great prep, probably the best I ever felt. But when I first started it, it kind of started off as a, hey, let's see if you can do this. Let's step on stage. And it was for fun. Can yeah. I do it? Yeah. You know, 10 weeks in, all these reps, all these minutes on cardio, and you're seeing these crazy results happen. The last thing I wanted to do was step on stage just to step on stage. Right. I wanted to go in there and clean the house. Changed your mindset. It changed my mindset completely. Because you, you went into it going, I just want to get on stage. But I want to get on stage, whatever you get it was. Deep, you're like, oh, I want to exactly. win. And I got to one of my best shapes of my life. Right. But it wasn't. Um, like I if think you're not going to win, you don't want to do it. 
everybody kept telling me, you got a great back shot. And I did. I had a great back shot. And I still will be having a great back shot. But my front just wasn't as shredded, as lean, as proportioned as the breast. And I really wanted to win. I really, really wanted to win. And I think I needed about three to four more weeks of true deep prep. And I would have gotten there. But uh, I don't regret it, honestly. It, it made a lot of positive changes after that prep in my life. And I'm not saying that I'll never do it again. Yeah. I just want to have some things settled in my life before getting into another 16 weeks of hell. Because <laughs> it is one of those things where like, it, it's it's a weird thing to do, um, body because you kind of have to live for nobody other than yourself for yeah. that entire stretch of time. Exactly. So like it puts strains on your relationships with other people, especially people that don't understand it. It like it it you because you stretch yourself so thin, but you have yeah. to put so much into it that it's like yeah, it just you have to you have to have you have to have that like tunnel vision yeah. that one singular focus. It's that, gotta like, be. I think that separates a lot of people from people who 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 do it and people who can't. Yeah. It's just it's not necessarily that you're not good enough. It's just that you you don't. You know, you can't put that much emphasis on yourself There's, as much as the next person can. That person has different priorities. Than right. The other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And um, you have to put everything aside and then focus on yeah. the heart. And then you'll know of, if it's for you in the, in the first four weeks, six weeks. It's a lot weeks, of sacrifice. Right. When you, you, you'll start realizing how your body responds from diet changes and cardio changes and training schemes. Yeah. Whether it's high volume or drop sets or a lot of different types of training techniques in a 16 week prep, depending on what's needed. Right. But, um, your body will tell you within four to six weeks, if it's really capable of continuing for another 10 really makes you think about like the top level, like, like the Olympia guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, I was like, I, I don't, I, I don't consider myself a huge like bodybuilding. Like I, I don't really follow the sport, especially not as much as you like you've this been, year. You've watch sport for a while. You know, you know, names, right. You've yeah, I know names, but like I wouldn't say that I'm like a follower of it. Like, like when we watched the Olympia this year, that's the first time I ever saw it live. Yeah, <laughs> before that's the first it was time like I had to pay for it, man. I don't know what happened this year. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was but like, uh, it was good. Yeah, it had a lot of good names. I mean, you had what was it? One, two, three, almost three Olympia winners on stage, which is you've never seen that. I don't think. Yeah, it's just pretty wild. I mean. If you were to bring boy. back Sean Roden, who was a 2018 winner, yeah. I believe, then you'd have uh, quite a amount of Olympias there just to to fight off the big mass and, and the leanness of each guy. Because you had that guy and you had Flex Lewis who stepped out, who was supposed to be in the open. That's right. a whole different top six. The top six that you saw this year you would have been much different. All these guys and girls... They prepped during COVID. Yeah. Most like, of them entire the whole year. Unless, well, most, some of them were pre-qualified. Yeah. So I believe if you're top 10 Olympia 2019, yeah. you're already qualified for the 2020. I okay. believe. I could be wrong. It could be top six. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> quote me on that. Comment on below. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the guy to fact check that. <laughs> I, I, so some of the guys have to, you know, Regan Grimes competed, I think, all year long trying to get points and. To yeah. get in, but he also did the last show of the year, I believe, which was a pro show that qualified him for 2021. So mm. now he's got the entire year to prep only for the Olympia, right? Unless he wants to go and win some more oh, money, which now he he's, can. Because now he's not going to work. Oh, right, 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 right. Got it. So 
that's the beauty about some of these guys in the sport is that you know Olympia, Olympia, Olympia until you're not qualified anymore. But some of them have to compete pretty often just to get enough points to perhaps get in right. five points, and it's a hard one. So yeah, I know Regan Grimes competed quite a lot this year, so his body's definitely thankful for his rest right now. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. big of, surprise, big Ramy. Yeah, a couple of Canadian boys up there, three. Mr. Uh, Senior Chris Bumstead. Yeah, I did not He's know he was. I didn't know he was Canadian until He's a beauty. like this year. Believe it or not, I actually met Chris and Regan back in Mr. Ontario's when they were juniors. They weren't even pros yet. Mm. Weird, weird situation because I don't know how they changed it, but I remember they were doing juniors, and I believe. Again, I could be wrong. I think Chris won the juniors and then Regan got a better placing in him. Same day, same fucking like five minutes apart, got a better placing than Chris in the heavyweights open, mm. which was confusing me because how are you going to give him first place and then give him fifth place and give this guy second and then third? It doesn't make sense. I was confused. But to see those guys that young on a, you know, local metro what's that metro convention center stage oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. to now seeing them battle it off from the Olympia is a huge 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 inspiration it was huge but genetics those guys are crazy and genetically gifted it's unbelievable yeah great mass great cuts great lines it's it's kind of nuts what did you think of the the results Give us your give it give us the <laughs> the expert the expert if, analytics. If we're looking at open bodybuilding, I think it went well. I personally had Hattie over Phil, but Phil, you know, it's Phil. Phil is Phil. Phil can literally come back and possibly win it next year. But who knows if that's gonna happen. Other than that, I had a pretty good predictions. I think I went four for six. Switching Heidi and Phil, and I, I did not have Akeem Williams coming in at sixth place. He snuck in like very quietly. Yeah, he's been one of the top tens for years, I believe, but he's never spoken about as as much. And this year, he snuck in top six. I think he'll be coming in for the top six again next year because he's always got dense, thick muscle. But then you have the other guys who happen to be a little bit better. So when you're watching these these guys, what like for you, what do you what do you look for? For like, what do you want to see when you're when you're when you're watching the like the the big pose down? As much Olympia as you stage? don't want to be judgmental in such a judgmental sport <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, hobby, sport. A lot of people have picky ways of calling this. Yeah. Um, I look for proportion. And symmetry, then right. size, sorry, then conditioning and size. Because, like, we can look at the 212 class, right? Those guys are a little bit shorter than the open class. Some of them are not, but they have to weigh in under 212 pounds. Yeah, it's, a, it's the weight limit. Yeah, you can't go higher than that. And the guy who won this year won it at 178 pounds on stage. <laughs> That's crazy. But the guy who he was facing was probably, you know, 210, 212, thick mass cut. But when you look at Sean Clarida, he had everything. Proportion, mm -hmm. size, the, the roundness, the, be the belly of the muscle, everything was there on point. 
And I've been following Sean Clarida for about seven years now. Probably has one of the best transformations. And his body is what truly represents what bodybuilding is. Hmm. You know, he started competing as 118 pounds and winning Mr. Olympia at 179 pounds. That's crazy. You know, so you look at all the years, almost 15 years in the making, I would say, to get there. Right. So you look at all the countless reps and the countless minutes of cardios and the countless grams of protein that you've eaten over the yeah. years to finally pay off and hold that sand down. It's pretty, pretty meaningful. Because actually, I met him last year at the Metro, Metro, Metro Toronto Pro. Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him and I couldn't believe it was him. I've been a fan <laughs> of him for years. And he didn't fit in because he's pretty short and he had a jacket on. So I, you couldn't really tell who right. he was unless you know him. Yeah. I stopped him. I took a picture with him. I said, dude, you are <laughs> one of my favorites. I wish you the best next year. And look at him now. Pretty happy that he won the, uh, the O, not going to lie. Yeah. Because that literally shows it. Proportion, symmetry, and then it was the conditioning and size. Yeah. He you told me I'm, I'm getting an education today on bodybuilding because I don't know any <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> It's a lot to learn. It's a lot to look at. It's so it's so much when you when you start to when you start to get more deeper into it, you realize there's there's levels to this shit. Like it's fucking, yeah. it's crazy. Like the just, not, I mean beyond just like the 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 overall optics of it, and like because you know it, it it it's one of these sports that like if you're not really paying attention to it, it can you can go your whole life and just never come across it. Yep. It's one of those things for some reason. But like once you get into it, you realize, oh my God, there's a whole fucking world here. Yeah. There's a whole world of it that you just didn't know about. And you usually around Toronto, you hear that around June, no, May, June, July, wherever Toronto Pro is. Yeah. All these tan people are outside this building (laughs) and they're all there. They're massive and everybody's tanned and it's pretty funny. In Toronto, that's probably the biggest awareness event is the Toronto Pro. How fucking weird was it to not have the Toronto Pro this year? Very weird. Actually, my mother met Rich Piana at the Toronto, she wasn't at the Toronto Pro, but she was with my dad driving around Harborfront Street. Oh, and he just... And she got out and yeah, yeah. <laughs> happened to walk across. And then she saw a huge man with a fitted yeah, hat yeah. <laughs> down to the hair. Like covered down to in the tattoos. eyebrows, covered in tattoos, massive tank top. Everybody's taking pictures of him. And I showed her a picture of him. And she's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was like, you saw Rich Piana. <laughs> May he rest in peace. But that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, May, June, July, that's the only time you catch these guys in yeah. Toronto. Like the Toronto Pro to Toronto bodybuilding fans is what TIFF is to film fans. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. Because like you could just be walking around, there's movie stars. It's the same thing. Like when yep. you're, when you're you know, around that time. Because, you know, especially, if, especially for the people who are competing, they probably come down here a little bit early. Because you don't want to yeah. get here yeah. right on your competition day. No. That, that's one of the last things that you want to do. Definitely, you want to let the inflammation from the flight go down if, in case it does happen. Yeah, so they're usually here a little bit early, so that you might catch them, you know, in a restaurant or walking yeah. around or whatever. It's like it's the same sort of thing. So then to not have it, to have it for because for me, I've been working the uh, not the Olympia, the fucking the, the Toronto Soon. Pro for the last two years, three, two, three years. Well, before before this year, I'd been where's my. I got, I got a couple of my passes for the, the Toronto Pro <laughs> for just for working boots and for, for filming. And uh, yeah, for me, that's like, that's like a bookmark on every year because, you know, fitness is such a big part of my business. 
And then the Toronto Pro is when everybody is all, we're all in the same room. Yeah. It's fucking really strange. You'll see half your followers right there. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> there. Everybody's there. Like everybody that I, everybody that I know from like all over and we're yeah. all in this, cause we all have ridiculous schedules a lot of and we people. all, yeah. And we all live all over the place. But then for one, for one weekend, like for three days, we're all in the same room. Yep. It's fucking really weird. Like we get, you, that's when you get all the. That's where, that's where the, the one pose meme came from, where I was just so excited to be beside everyone. I was just like, look at this guy, look at this guy. And ever and then and then this year, it's just like it's another one of these. It that to me is like a really good like indicator of like what 2020 was, just being separated from everybody. Like you didn't get that one big event. It was a big isolation for the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was supposed to have about six family members come from Chile up here during the summer and. That got scratched off. Didn't happen. Who knows when it's going to happen? I have no idea. Yeah. It's a shame, but... Uh, yeah. What can you do? Honestly, it's... Again, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, it's tomorrow. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. I mean, I'm going to write down the date somewhere differently. Yeah. That's, that's pretty <laughs> much it. I'm still going to wake up and crush everything I do. Like, it's nothing... Nothing's really going to change yeah. for me. It's... I think the wrong thing to do is to wait for January and be like, okay. And then, because you're going to look around and everything's going to be the fucking same. Yeah. Everything's going to be the same. The biggest difference gonna... is you're adding a two instead of an O. Yeah. I mean, a you're one. adding an O yeah. one instead of a one, two, and it's a whole new thing. Yeah. That's it. But it's, January. it's still, still the same shit. Like yep. I mean, I feel like not being around people took a lot of the baggage off of Christmas and New Year's mm -hmm. because now not everybody, you know, you're everywhere you go before is like, Oh, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for New Year's? But if you ask that to people now, it's just like nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> what are you trying to do today? I, nothing, no. nothing. We're doing this. This is, this is my new year. Yeah. I was like, do I even want to stay up to midnight? I mean, I might just stay up till midnight just because it's, I'm probably going to be up till midnight, but it yeah. won't be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Let me call all my friends right now yeah. <laughs> and tell them all Happy New Year. Sucks we had to live through last year. But no, honestly, guys, I'll probably see you this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, hot topic, hot take topic. Ooh. New Year's resolution bandwagoners. What's your opinion? <clears throat> well or people who no, let's let's not let's not put that label on it let's just say people who people who use new year's as their new year's as a, like a fitness resolution as their new year's thing i can see it well i can see why it was a trend so much last year and the years before that yeah but honestly if you think tomorrow is going to be any different than last week <laughs> i hate to break it to you but just if you want to do the sit-ups today do them today yeah. <laughs> start tomorrow, start tonight, start next week. Honestly, it, it's the difference about it a few years ago was that there would be intensives and sorry, incentives. Yeah. 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 For uh, new years. Yeah. Whether like there's it was usually personal training packages, cheaper yeah. gym memberships, a ton of deals online for fitness equipment, fitness shoes and this and that. People thought it was the time to start because it's a fresh new sleigh. I'm sorry, 2021 is not a fresh new sleigh. It's just another <laughs> month adding to 2020. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not even looking at that because it is a new year. Yes, it will be a new year, a new beginning, <laughs> new year, a new, new year. Friday. But I don't see why would why people would push it till January 1st this year. It's it's nothing. What's yeah. gonna be open? Please tell me. 
The gym is going to be open any earlier. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> if anything, this is the year to really prove that January 1st means nothing. No. Because between today and tomorrow, the gym will still be closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still won't be able, you still won't be allowed to do yep. any of the, the indoor shit with your friends. Exactly. You, everything's going to be the same. So I'm still going to wake up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, 7 a.m. I'm going to be up. It just it doesn't matter if it's in a year or not. My my opinion on the New Year's resolutioners, like the New Year, New You, the New Year, New Me people, I never gave a fuck personally. I'm just like, if that's your reason, it's as good a reason as any, in my opinion. If that's if that's what it takes for you to, to get you in a gym is January first, then like I'm not gonna judge you for that. If it gets you in, it gets you in. And like I was looking through like my um, you know, like they do the um. What do you even call this? Like where it's like, oh, one year ago today on Instagram. Oh, I just posted one today <laughs> <laughs> of you and I. Uh, yeah. I think uh, we were deadlifting. Deadlifting, yeah. yeah, that's what we did last year on New Year's Eve. Well, right. One last deadlift session. But yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm sure if it was open, we'd be there too. And probably. then come here. Instead or of doing versa. this, we'd probably be doing that. Oh, imagine doing this without torque. And then have it's be too loud, probably. Everybody it, coming in. Hey, hey what's up? Man? <laughs> hey, Luna. <laughs> be a little wild. Yeah. But, but I mean, um, yeah, I was looking through mine and like every, every year I post the same thing, which is like a few, a few days out from New Year's, I post like one big PSA thing that's like, uh, if you're a person who wants to get into the gym and you want to do it on, on New Year's and you're intimidated or whatever, I'm like, message me, I'll bring you into Torque and like, nobody's going to judge you. I'll make sure, yeah. I'll make sure you have friends. I'll make sure you have a good time. Nobody's ever taken me up on that offer, a but lot I'm just of like... People. Sorry, continue. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, like, nobody's ever taken me up on that offer, but like I put it out there every year just because I'm like, if I can give you a reason to start, then like it's better than nothing. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I went to I went to look at it, I saw this year and I was like, I can't I can't do that <laughs> this year. I can't make that gym. same offer. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't bring you into Torque. But like what I can say is like if you if you have any thoughts about it, I'm like, look, there's now is now is the time because every every fitness professional has had to get creative with how to engage their audience. And so they have, everybody's come up with all these wacky, not wacky, but like a a lot of these new ideas of just like, this is how you can get your training. These home, all these home workouts, all these outdoor workouts, all these, you know, like workouts that you can do anywhere with no equipment, with the equipment, with this, like there's literally, there's no more excuses. I don't think. It's like, now you've got every kind of resource, every kind of resource to get started and they're all tailored to letting you do it on your own, in your home. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's judging you. Nothing. So, I mean, I I can't personally bring you into a gym this year because I can't bring you into any gym. <laughs> but, you know, I still say you can start. A lot of people take the judging part very seriously when it comes to joining a gym. Yes. And I've seen that a lot. Yeah. And uh, I honestly don't think people who go to the gym truly care. No, you know, cares. unless you're in there your first day and you're truly making a fool out of yourself, and I've seen it happen. Whether it's you know you're you're dropping dumbbells and barbells and you have no gym etiquette, it's different. That's different. I yeah. don't know. That's you ask questions, but a lot of people feel like they get judged the second they step in the door, and it's like no, 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 no. It's not like that. That person is looking at you because he's probably halfway through the set and he's trying to look somewhere and not yeah. in here. <laughs> Because the whole time he's probably either staring at the mirror or the ground or the thing in front of him or whatever it was. But believe me, I myself am guilty of it too. 
between sets, I'll I'll look around and I may not have the happiest face, but believe me, I'm ecstatic inside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the happiest. Approach me after the set and I'll be smiling, but during the set, I may not. I think that's one of the funniest realizations you have after you've been going to the gym for a while is like when you look around the gym and you see, you know, one of those, like one of these big, scary looking guys or literally any guy that's just in the gym in between sitting on a bench, just looking at the wall. He's actually thinking about nothing. He's not looking at anybody. Maybe even post-workout meal. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. But they're literally <laughs> thinking about nothing. They could be thinking about the, they'll be thinking about the simplest shit because like you have to be so focused. Yeah. If your mind wanders, you're not going to have a good session. No. So like if you look at a guy and he's looking around the, you see him looking around the room or looking at people or looking at the wall. Sometimes your eye, you you will just be in their path, but they're not actually looking at you. Yeah. But like, it's funny because like when you look at a guy who's in the gym, just sitting on a bench, staring at something or nothing, he's actually thinking about nothing. Probably. Probably thinking about nothing. Waiting for that timer to buzz so we can start again or yeah. something. <laughs> so like, but That's like the, the more, the more you, the more you worry about, like nobody's judging you harder than you're judging yourself yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Believe it or not. So like when you, the harder, the, the more you think about it, the more likely you are to do something stupid. Yeah. Because you're going to be hyper conscious of everything you do. You're going to be so worried about doing something wrong that you're going to lose focus on what you're actually doing and then yeah. probably fuck that up. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know, like I, I get it why, why a lot of people are worried, but like there's nothing I can really do or say to r reassure you that like nobody actually cares. Yeah. We can put it out there and we can say it. But it, there's always going to be like a, a really, for some people more than others, a, a transition period where it's really hard to get used to the idea of being no. in a gym. Nobody cares, works harder, work no. harder. Isn't that blasted out to work? So nobody cares, it, work right? harder. I think so. That's there somewhere. I don't know if it's, it says nobody cares, but it says, it definitely says push harder on the floor. Oh yeah, it does say push harder. It says push harder on the floor. Uh, in my head it says nobody cares, work harder. <laughs> <laughs> you just write in permanent marker above it. Nobody uh, cares, push harder. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up from your last podcast. Yes. I was listening to the one that you had solo. And oh, you mentioned uh, this quote really struck me. I was driving, cruising on the highway, speeding probably. And then Kevin says, I've seen more businesses shut down than people getting sick. That's true. That struck me, man. That's a that fact. That really, really, really struck me. Yeah. Because we have numbers every single day going up mm -hmm. of how many people are getting sick or dying, whatever it may be, whatever those numbers are, whatever chart you're looking at. Mm -hmm. But we have zero numbers on what's been shut down. Yeah. Other than certain local restaurants. No, there's nobody measuring those things. And when you said that, like, man, that takes a hit. Yeah. Because I'm on a few like Ontario fitness groups and whatever for buy, sell, trade equipment. And a few of them were literally selling their entire gym because mm -hmm. they had to shut down. And that's that's very, very sad, man. Yeah. Ontario doesn't have crazy names and gyms unless you're looking at, you know, Pure and the ones we go around here. But other than that, you're not hearing of crazy names, especially north of on of, of ontario yeah it's nothing nothing crazy gym that you'd be like oh i gotta travel there to, to to see it people will travel from vancouver or wherever out west to see pure muscle because of what it shows yeah and to know that there's you know countless gyms shutting down 
let alone restaurants and yeah, plenty of other businesses. Yeah, it's it's really really sad. Is this a way of them just trying to bring down leases and rentals and I don't and know mass just to build more condos? Because you know. are shutting down big parts with yeah. high rent and not a lot of income. Yeah, I mean, I, I try I try not to really weigh in on the politics of it, but because I'm just like I don't know, I don't want to get involved with like conspiracies no, right. and whatnot. But I mean, I don't know. In whatever opinion, whatever stance we take on it, it's not going to change anything, right? So, like, I I don't know. I have my opinions on it, but I mean, that that was one thing that I just put out there because I'm like, that's a fact, right? Like, I I've I've known one person personally who tested positive didn't get sick his whole family didn't get sick me too um so he's the only person i know who had a positive test we got negative tests well not you and i but like um nicole Nicole got a negative test and uh our friends some of our friends got negative tests we we've known a lot of i've I've known one person that's gotten a positive test i've known zero people that have gotten sick Mm -hmm. but i personally know at least three people who have lost businesses yeah. The biggest one is Dave Loss losing OTC. OTC, yeah. That was a huge one for this. It's Especially huge. for this, like, yeah, Southern Ontario area. Like, yeah. Everybody, most people, if you're in from Toronto, you know OTC as much as, you yeah. know, Torque yeah. and such. It's a pretty big name yeah. for photo shoots and a lot of events. Yeah, it was a nice, nice facility. Really nice facility. And, like, um, he, he and Michelle were the people who... Push. You know, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're at all involved in the Ontario fitness community, you have seen this video. Oh of yeah. Michelle sure. Laws. Um, that went you know, viral a couple of days. Yeah. Really, really fighting for, for, um, you know, considering gyms and fitness centers as being essential. The most essential. And yeah. <sighs> and they fought, they fought the hardest for it. And for them to lose their gym is really like. Very tough. Yeah. Very, very tough. It's, it's, it's a clean area. It's very clean. Oh yeah, it's actually the cleanest possibly you can get nowadays. Yeah, the gym, and um, after the first lockdown, okay, I get it. You know, the, everything was going to, to shits in the beginning, back in March, April, whatever. Yeah, but once we opened up, man, that felt great. Oh yeah, there was no capacity. It was just if the water bottles, I mean, if the spray bottles are done, don't come in. Wait till someone leaves. Yeah, it was a good system. Honestly, those six weeks back, I felt like I've never left. Yeah, and then you're gonna shut us down. Yeah. The set, and they open up for 10 days just to shut us down again. And now yeah. we're still shut down. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you I will say, not thinking there wasn't any thought process yeah. at all. I will say that I, it really showed me how much we were taking the gym for granted. Yeah. We just, it's one of those things that we always thought was just, it's just going to be there. Like, but like the idea of mass closures. Of every gym that you had literally have no option to go in to use any gym, any fitness facility at all for this amount of time, for a, a stretch of like a, almost a year now. Like in a couple of months, it'll be a year since the first time we locked down. Yeah. And like that whole, that idea never once entered my mind as being a possibility. And so now it got us all thinking of just like, well, who who are we and what are we without this Dude, the biggest flex of 2021 is going to be your home gym. <laughs> if you have a home gym yeah. starting tomorrow, the you one. are 
than one percent. <laughs> you are above us all. There's people. There's two types of people: people who have a home gym, people who don't have a home gym. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I have friends and clients who do, but、uh, I wish I had the space, honestly. But I still am a big gym guy. Yeah. As yeah. much as I love the home gyms and the setups and how cool they are, yeah. Once the gyms open up, you know, I'll be going back. But it doesn't say take away from your home gym. The home gyms are awesome. Oh yeah. And Rogue has been doing them for years. I feel like this is their homecoming. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've had pictures of home gyms and how to do it for、yeah. years and years and years, and now it's like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> all this can fly out. I'm sure it's it's been flying out. I、right. think that、uh, for me, building my home gym and also just talking to talking to people and like doing all this research about purchasing like real, because you know you, you don't want to just buy like those you know those one inch bars with like the the plates that are full of cement and shit.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you want real stuff.、Yeah. You want like you want a proper Olympic bar or you know、like、Texas bar in Ohio. You want a real barbell. Invest in it. You want real you know、um, calibrated weights、exactly. or like with you know. Stuff that's built to last,、yep. and then to see how expensive that stuff is,、yep. it kind of makes you feel like a jackass for complaining about your fifty dollar a month gym membership. Because、mm-hmm. you're like, you think about like that six hundred dollar barbell. Your gym has twenty of those. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 you know that machine that you beat the hell out of that press that's machine. Twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks. It's a bad one too. The, yeah, the bench. <laughs> the bench that you.、One. Yeah, the yeah. bench that you fight over and complain like, oh, there's only three benches in this gym. Each of those benches was maybe a thousand dollars each.、Mm-hmm. If it's a competition bench, could be fifteen hundred. Let alone the collars, the、yep. clips. Like that's a hundred dollars right there. Little、yeah. clips. <laughs> yeah. If you if your gym has like even just those those metal ones, like the the spring clips, seventeen、yeah. dollars a pair, and your gym might have like a hundred of those. Yeah. If they if you're lucky enough to have lock jaws, those are like fifty bucks a pair,、yeah. and then it feels now a little bit silly when you think about like. People playing like, oh, it's oh, the gym is so expensive, and like, yeah, but think of what you get for that value. You can pay five hundred dollars for a year at a at a gym at a gym at a local gym. You can pay five hundred dollars for an entire year. That won't even buy you a really good barbell. No, maybe an average one. It'll maybe buy you like、Or、a, a, a commercial. You're gonna get shipped. I mean, you're gonna get taxed pretty hard. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> Or one of、right? those. One of those is gonna get. Yeah.、Hit. So like it kind of puts it into perspective too. Like if you're one of these people who has a gym and then lost it over COVID, like you lost a lot. Yeah, it was a it's a huge, huge, huge investment to start it. Because it's not like you can't just start a gym with like, you know, like say you've spent five thousand dollars on a power rack and bar and set of weights. You can't start an entire gym like that. You got to、mm-hmm. start it. It's pretty much got to be done when you open.、Mm-hmm. You can build as you as you go through the years, like most gyms do. But you you do need a speci- you know a certain base, you know you need to co- you need to cover certain bases in order to consider yourself a gym worthy of paying a membership for. Yep. And then to think that you can you spend all these years, you know, you think about a gym like Torque, you know, if you go if if you've been at Torque for a number of years, you can see the evolution of that gym. It changes year to year、yep. to year. Every year you come back, there's something there's something different about it. Yeah, and、exactly. then imagine if all of a sudden all of that work, all that time, all that money was just gone. gone.、Mm-hmm. It's、Sad. just wild to think about. I still have pictures of Torque when it was just a red stripe around the walls and nothing else. Yeah, nothing else. No graffiti, no sayings, no quotes, no mirrors, no pictures, no nothing. Yeah, take us back.
Yeah. So, anyways, let's talk about let's talk a little bit more about your uh, your training. Well, my training has definitely changed a lot this year. After the prep late last year, I've uh, I wanted to get more athletic, man. I wanted to become more yeah <laughs> more mobile, and uh, I finally reached out to my old professor in jujitsu and been doing that pretty good until the lockdown happened for the first time and that kind of slowed us down. But, um, you know, once the gyms open back up, my training will still be very powerful and bodybuilding-esque, but I still want to keep the agility, endurance of a MMA hobbyist, let's say. Yeah, you are are a guy who has your hands in a lot of different sports. I've seen you... When I met you, you were primarily into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And then you had a, a brief stint into weightlifting. Oh, yeah. And then I, I saw you start uh, quickly into CrossFit. Yes and no. I, I love CrossFit, respect it, but man, it is not for me. <laughs> it is, it kills me every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's a different, it's a different type of My sport. My asthma kicks me in the ass <laughs> 10 times out of 10. But I've seen you do that. And then in the most recently, now into, I wouldn't say mixed martial arts completely, but like definitely jujitsu. Yeah. And then a little bit of striking. You and I have worked on a little yeah. bit of striking. And um, I just feel like eight, like when I started jujitsu a long, long time ago and I didn't really, because once the gym kind of broke up and fell off, it was a two minute walk from my house. I could not go. Right. That split off and I wasn't driving at the time and the professor moved far away and I just, I was lost. I didn't really want to. I didn't have that much care to continue training. Yeah. Until I just saw my my professor post pictures at the new gym he was at, and that you know I have time. I yeah. I want to try something new. I mean, I still have this gi. Let's go do it. Yeah. And thankfully, I have a great solid crew that I have there. You know, a bunch of them just got to blue belts, so I'm kind of like one of the last <laughs> white belts left, and I'm like, gotta catch up to the boys. Yeah, but I respect them so much, and I can't wait to bring you out. Eventually, <laughs> trust me, because it's very, it's humbling. Yeah, it is. It you definitely know, is. It doesn't matter about size, strength, yeah. whatever. It's gonna be technique, and it's a game of chess. Yeah, I've gotten, man, I've told you, I've gotten my ass kicked so many yeah. times, and I embrace every one of them. It's one of those unique sports, especially it's, it's, I think it's the only martial art where you can spar a hundred percent. Yeah. You you don't have to hold back when you spar. Like maybe if you're, if you're in the lower belts, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit more sensitive to things like arm locks and leg locks. Mostly like, mostly the fucking (laughs) heel locks. I let them calling you out. (laughs) But like once, once you get up to the higher levels, like the purple belts, the brown belts, the black belts, those guys can spar a hundred percent. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like when, when you spar in striking, any sort of striking sport, you can't spar 100%. You can't spar like exactly like you're going to fight. It's so hard to call it. That's why I, I, I don't like hearing numbers when it comes to sparring sometimes. Because it is hard to judge it. Right. Right? Right. Um, but I'm just saying like you can't, you can't. No. You can't throw, like if you're, if you're sparring kickboxing, for example, you can't just, you know, take your shin guards off, take your headgear off, and then just wail on somebody as if you're going to really fight them. Yeah. Not in sparring, you can't really do that. But in jujitsu, you can you can put your entire effort into it and not worry about because it's at the end of the day, it is if if you're working with people who are experienced practitioners of the sport, yeah. 
they can all do it safely. Yeah. You can do it 100% safely with 100% effort. It's one of those really unique sports. And that's one of those things that like... Yeah. I mean, the only injuries that really come from it are over time. Yeah. Like the joints in the hands. Sure. You look at a black belt in the ears. (laughs) The ears, yes. But, (laughs) you know, as my professor, for a guy who's been through a ton, zero. Yeah. Like zero in his ears. Zero. Nothing in his ears. Does he wear the ear guards? No. Never seen him wear anything in his ears. And I'm telling you right now, this is one of the most dangerous men I know. <laughs> that one thing on his ears. It's kind of crazy, though. It but, also uh, changes your... It depends on the wrestling, right? That's the biggest part is how oh, much okay. ear friction do you get happening through wrestling. Right. So when I wrestle with the boys, I'm always like, let's run. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, uh, you, you don't know. And I had the mistake of walking into an open mat with a black rash guard once. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know anybody there, and they didn't know me. And boy, humbling. <laughs> the first guy who rolled me, like I'm wearing a black rash guard. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a little man. I'm. I'm pretty big. I'm. I've rounder muscles than most guys at an MMA gym. Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, you want to roll?" And I was just like, "Yeah, let me just stretch, <laughs> do a quick warm up." And uh, he notices that I'm about to start. And I'm kind of going on the floor because that's what we were used to at the beginning is start on the floor, don't start on the floor, at the top because uh, takedown might be where you injure yourself if you mm-hmm. don't know how to land it or so on. So the second I shake hands with him and I'm ready to start on the knees, he's like, are you a white belt? Are you a white belt or something? I was like, I'm new. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, let's go. And that first dude who wanted to get a little challenge because he thought it would be more of a challenge yeah. taught me the most that day. That day, he took so much time to just, she's like, show me what you do. I'm going to defend. So I had to attack. So I got to a few, almost got him in a good lock. And he's like, okay, next time try to do this, this and that. And for that whole hour, I worked with him one-on-one. Never met him. Not once. Literally just shook hands and said hi. Yeah. Went out for an hour. Once we did it for an hour, he's like, let's go a little harder now. Like, I won't help you. I may have got him almost in two Kermuras, but... I just got <laughs> tossed upside down like three times in a row. It was awesome. Learned I think a lot, a lot from him. I think a lot of sports and fitness sports are like that. Like if you yeah. walk in, especially if you walk into a, if you walk into a gym, bodybuilding gym, powerlifting gym, whatever, especially, you know, like a, a lot of, a lot of powerlifting gyms. I found this like when I joined Torque too, you know, there are, there are people there who are kind of like, they're, they'll, 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 they'll watch what you do and they, they, you know, they kind of want to, they kind of want to, they, they see something that they think they feel that they can correct. But a lot of them, some people have no compunction about going up to you and just telling you. But like other people, they they want to help, but they don't want to be the guy that's like giving you the unsolicited advice. But if you go into these places with an open mind, people are there to help you. Yeah. They don't mind. Yeah. They, they're I, happy to. I step on the mats and yeah. I'm like, I'm all ears. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to do. You got to be that way though. When, you want to go to the bicep machine and I'll show you how to do something, <laughs> but you got to yeah. teach me here. It's true. Yeah. But like there's in, in a lot of fitness sports and well sports in general too it's like if you're willing to learn there's people that are willing to share yeah everywhere and that's what i took most pride about is i don't necessarily coach people to just hey i'm gonna get you stronger and bigger yeah how's that sound (laughs) yes i promise you to i promise i'm gonna do that but i also teach you i teach you what the muscle does how it reacts how to breathe how to let your body control what's happening for you to stimulate growth in that muscle yeah Proper contraction. Yeah. Because anybody, and I'm telling you, anybody can move a weight up and down. Count 100. 
this is easy to do. Right. But now if I'm going to continue to contract, like I don't have any weight right now and I'm already feeling a difference just from squeezing mm-hmm. and making the muscle wake up and make the movement happen. The, which was makes it makes a huge difference between someone's yeah. body and how they pr- pr- progress over time. Yeah, I think the more that you, the longer you go, especially into a sport like bodybuilding, it becomes less about the weight and more about recruitment, engagement, and especially your intention setting. You know, you got to know what you're doing when you're doing an exercise. If you're doing an exercise just because you've seen somebody else do it and you don't know why you're doing it, a, you might do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the main reason why you're going to do it wrong is because you don't know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a bicep curl, but you don't understand that you're exercising the bicep, then you're, you're probably going to swing because mm-hmm. your you're only understanding of it is I have to start here and I have to end here. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand that. <clears throat> if you don't have that understanding that it's you're trying to contract this one muscle to move the weight up, then you're just trying to get from here to here. You're going to do whatever it takes. You might swing, you might, you're probably going to do it wrong. So like <clears throat> the intention setting, I think that's one of the things that like for people who don't think they need a coach or people who don't think they need a trainer, I feel like that's one of the main differences. Like what would you, so for somebody who, <clears throat> what, what, what do you say to those people who don't think that they need a coach, don't think that they need a trainer, don't think that they need a prep coach, people that think that they can get on stage by themselves? What do you no, do? see... I've like even a lot of consultations, even with people that have signed up or not within that first hour, they've learned so much from me and we haven't done much. Right. It's literally teaching you how to move normally. You just don't know what you were activating or doing or stimulating. Right. Powerlifting as well. Yes, it is point A to point B, but there's so many things that lead you from point A to point B when it comes to your breath. When it comes to execution of all the muscles to to just fire, big difference, right? Um, your question was again. Sorry. So, so, what do you say to to somebody who who thinks that they don't need a trainer to get into shape? Somebody who thinks that they don't need a coach, especially people who don't need people who don't think that they need a coach to get on stage on a bodybuilding stage. What do you say to those people? I've seen some fail miserably. Most, right? Probably eight out of ten. And I've seen a couple come out really good. And what's the difference? Is it like a nutrition thing or is it just the way that they're training? Is it a periodization thing? What do they do wrong when they try to do it themselves and fail? They don't see what we see. They see progress or no, or, or very little progress. It's, <clears throat> it's never going to be like, I'm getting better. Right. It's either, I don't know, man, I look the same. What do you think? Or I think I'm, I'm, I'm progressing just fine. Sometimes they're, just a they're blind of, to themselves. Sometimes it's just a matter of perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Those little micro changes you won't see. Yep. I yourself. had a guy who was working with a coach from, I don't know where he was working with his coach, but they've been together for a while. But he kept asking me to come watch him pose, to have a second eye, because there's one thing. It's like, yes, videos and, sh- and stuff it can only do so much. Yeah. Especially two years ago when we didn't have such high quality cameras on our phones. Right. So this sure. guy would literally just pay me a hundred bucks a month just to come watch him pose. That's it. And judge his physique. He's like, if you have any tips, I'll take them. I'll pass them to my coach, but I've been with this guy for five years. <clears throat> I just need a second eye here face to face. Cause he's out of, he's not in the country. So perspective is a huge. So I came, <laughs> I went to the gym, you know, twice a week and just watched him pose 20 minutes, half an hour, fixed everything we could. 
looked at his body in details, how it was changing, how it was progressing. And then we move forward or we take a step back, depending on what is happening, at least with my opinion. Right. He would run it through his coach and does that work? Do you agree? Cool. We'll do it. No. What do you think? But um, if you're going to do it on your own, by all means, I've seen them all do it, but they tend to find the coach, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's, even if they do well, they just know it's less stressful. Right. Because with my clients, I don't want, I don't want anything to go through your head at all. I just want you to do the work, eat the food, rest. So I guess for you, it's a matter of a perspective of getting a second pair of eyes on yourself that you can't possibly have. <clears throat> and also be just kind of sharing the load because it is so much to take on your own. It is. It's stressful. And then your coach can just take off a certain percentage off of you that lets you focus on the things yeah. that you... Right. And it's especially if it's your first show. Yeah. If it's your first show and you truly have never been to a show, so you have no idea what to expect. What to expect, Meaning yeah. like, when should I be ready? How should I pump up? When should I be having these carb loads? When should I be water depleting? When should I be... Right. What should I eat the night before? What should I eat the, the hour before the stage? Should I eat before the stage? Like it's just freeing up a part of your brain capacity. You're, you're going to be bothering a lot of competitors around you yeah. and their coaches asking these questions. Yeah. Or someone, and I've seen it as... You know, I've seen someone lost. This dude looked completely lost. Like he was doing like weird pumps and weird pump ups and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have a coach? And he's like, no, I'm here on my own. So I said, okay, you just follow our warm up because like I can see that you're lost. And like it's a lot of money. These shows are not cheap. It's a lot of money for these clients and these these athletes. Yeah. Especially for the, you know, the bikini girls. Yeah. There's so many competitors at each show. And the tickets for the viewers, the audience, it's a hundred bucks to watch the whole day. Right. And you may be able to see that person for a minute or so. Maybe. 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 You'll see them come on stage because they have to all present themselves. But yeah. you're not guaranteed to see them line up and pose down. Yeah. Or do their little routine. Right. So it's it's a very challenging thing. So when I when if I think you should I'm don't listen to me whether you should get a, a coach. Listen to yourself because it does take away so much of the stress and it clears a path for what you should follow. Right. Right. And that's the biggest key is that you're putting in the work. Yeah. All the success is coming to you. It's not coming to me. I'm just kind of want to hold your hand and yeah. open up a path for you to walk along this road. Yeah. Without ice, without any accidents or holes or anything that's going to be an obstruction on the way. Right. Because I'm the one that's coming head force to the obstruction before you. You take care of all the, the logistical bullshit so they can just focus on what they need to do. All I want you to do is pay for your show, pay for whatever, get your food, sleep, train. <clears throat> if you have questions, you have me. Hmm. That's it. But um, again, like I said, I've seen people do well. Yeah. Really well. But those people are not their first. They've right. probably had a coach. Yeah, they, even if they you do know well, the process and yeah. the structure and what to do. But it's like even if you do well with a coach, or if you do well without a coach, imagine how much better you could have done if you had fifty percent of your brain capacity freed up to focus on, yeah. to not focus on like what time do I do this? When is this? When do I do this? And you'll see a lot of people now have coaches, right? And now they're getting much bigger name coaches. Education is a big part of it, right? Yeah. All right, man. We've been we just hit the one hour mark. Let's start to wrap this up. Let's do let's do some we're gonna need a part two. 
I feel like I could talk forever. Right now. <laughs> I'll this bring is, you back. This 100%. is good. <laughs> let's let's do some let's do some some myths. Myths. Tell me what what's I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Biggest Ooh. myth about bodybuilders. That they're all assholes or angry people. <laughs> because I've met some of the nicest, yes, soft spoken people in the world. But again, it's it's the the, the look that we're providing. You know, a lot of people yeah. tell me I'm very what's the word? Unapproachable. <laughs> I love how he had it ready. Why <laughs> probably in capitals? Yeah, and that kid from Torque told me he's like, man, you should smile more. Yeah, you yeah. smile, <laughs> you brighten the you brighten the gym up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm not not trying to smile because if if you make me smile, I will smile, and yeah. you'll I'll make sure you know. But when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone, and that's just me. I don't know. It's kind of hard, and I get that a lot. It's like you're unapproachable, or you have this. You 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 wanna you're kind of angry or something. I'm like I'm not angry, but I, when you say that I'm angry, it kind of just sparks this little thing. Like no, I'm not. I think the issue is that for a lot of people, myself included, um, your time in the gym is your time is your stress relief. That's when you when you that's when you that's your that's your outlet for a lot of your negative energy. So a lot of your negative energy is coming out in that time. And that's when people see you. So you're going to, you know, you're, you're, it's just the fact that you're ridding yourself of all this negativity that is just spilling out everywhere. And <laughs> that's what makes you look like that. But that's one of the things that keeps a lot of these people grounded. It's one mm -hmm. of these things that keeps people in a good mood all the time. Mental health has gone up there crazy. Like yeah. It's just skyrocketed. This yeah. Time. Because it gives you, it gives you an outlet for all the shit that you don't want to, that you're just holding on to it gives you something to just get rid of all of it all that extra energy right it, so there's so much energy that you hold on to that you it's, can it's just, the habit of walking in the gym taking your card hearing that little beep something about it the beep the, the little <laughs> yeah. beep allows your body to you've entered yeah it's now just, it's you just go and let yourself be what you want to feel yeah whether it's you whether it's you want to go on the stairmaster and hurt your lungs for an hour yeah 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 so be it <laughs> Whether you want to go and squat 800 pounds for 10 reps, so be it. Yeah. Or whether you just want to stretch and immobilize your hips. Yeah. In an atmosphere where someone is doing There's something There's something for different. everybody. There's something so for be everybody, it. yeah. You and I have gone to the gym, not touched a single weight, hit the bag and left. Yeah. Right? Done that. <laughs> I've gone to the gym, lifted the gym and, and I lifted the, the weights and left. I've gone to the gym, done everything and left. I've yeah. done, it's... I'm going yeah. to the gym just to see who's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, you're here? What are you training? You're doing back? Yeah. All right, I was going to do chest, but I'll do back with you. Yeah, you you've done that mean? with me. You've <laughs> when you when you walk into the gym and you see me, you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing this or whatever. And then you just jump into it. I was like, didn't you have a... Okay, never mind. <laughs> just do what we're doing. And that's the thing sometimes. Even when I work out with Garrett, I'm like, dude, dude I don't want to run this this session. You, you, yeah, or anybody who I work out with. So I've done it to you. I'm like, look, dude, just give you're the, the trainer today. <laughs> I'm just going to do what you do. It's yeah, like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've done this all. Like, oh. It's something you just need a little, even if it's going back to the basics. Yeah. I'm going to do bench, bent over rows, and squats. Yeah. Oh, all right. Nice and simple. Cool. Yeah. Right? Also, just uh, giving yourself over to something that someone else is doing that you probably wouldn't have done if if you had just gone in by yourself. Things that you avoid like that bench. somebody I'll else. I'll never bench. Yeah. <laughs> You're benching. I'll bench with you. Yeah. Uh, biggest myth about 
nutrition. Or let's 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 refine that. Biggest protein myth. Biggest protein myth. Oh, (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot with Hmm. all these. (laughs) Biggest protein myth. That's a hard one because I've had. Do you think it's it's should people worry about getting too much or too little protein? Yes. More than too little, in my opinion. <clears throat> Definitely more on the too little side. I don't think enough people, general population, eat enough protein. And it goes to show usually above 30 in the age. Because a lot of people start prioritizing their health and movement, but they don't look at the nutrition. Yeah, aspect. that's what gets and when, ignored. And when they do, they look at whole meals instead of each individual yeah. macronutrient, which is totally fine. But a lot of people don't emphasize protein. Right. And I speak that I speak this a lot to my mom. You know, she's mid forties now, menopause is around the corner, I'm guessing. This is when women need protein the most because their body just starts burning muscle once menopause comes. Right. And it's not like just burning it constantly, but it is deteriorating if you're not training it or eating adequate protein. Right. Now, I'm not telling anybody, you know, any ladies or anybody to go eat 200 grams of protein. No, don't do that. (laughs) But what may help is eating anywhere from 0.8 grams of protein in your pounds per weight. Right. But for most of my clients, uh, who want to put on size, muscle, and keep the the strength going, it's usually one gram or 1.2 grams of uh, protein per pound. What so about? I personally right now weigh 215 pounds and I eat around 220 to 235 grams of protein. And on my low days, and I don't, I don't have low days, but there is some days where I'll either miss a meal or miss a specific macro because of, you know, scheduling or whatever. But I minimal, minimally get 200 grams of protein. All right. Uh, biggest supplement myth. <laughs> This is a touchy one. Supplement myth. Oh, or what's what's one what's um either one supplement that nobody takes seriously that they should or vitamin D. Oh, that's a big one that's coming up. Vitamin D. God. (laughs) This year, apparently, you know, it's going to cure COVID. It's going to cure everything. Yeah. Yeah, Not it's not going to cure everything, but it's going to. You need vitamin D to to just function normally to be. There's so I dude, I'll be honest with you. I don't leave my house without taking vitamin D. Right. Like I'll walk over to the elevator. I'm like, vitamin D. I'll run back. I don't care if I'm five minutes late, ten minutes late. I'll run back and get it. That might be one of the the big things that come out of uh, a, a lot of the conversations around COVID is people starting to talk about vitamin D. Immunity. Yeah. Immunity. Your last podcast says you were taking your immune health a little bit more seriously. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw you get your kombucha, your fish oils, your multivitamins, your vitamin D, and all that. Yeah. I've been telling that to people for years. Yeah. Everybody who walks into Popeye's, hey, what else do I need? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? What else do you need? What are you taking? Oh, I take pre, I take creatine. All right. What else do you take? Any multis, any greens, any fish oil? Do you think about like your digestion, your yeah. gut issues? Yeah. How your body is moving, how it's reacting, how you're, how you're resting? Are you like, you got to be aware of these things. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about is 
how does each food make you feel? Right. Because I sure as hell know that if I eat something heavy in tomato sauce, I'm going to get really bad heartburn. Mm. Like constantly. It, it sucks because I could have the best pasta in the world, but in 20 minutes, it may not be sitting in my stomach anymore mm. just because of that feeling of the, the low acidic profile. Right. And a lot of people don't put two and two together. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting bloated. It must have been from I ate too much. Right. I drank too much water. How about you look at what you ate, what was in it, and that it's probably causing something that it's not allowing your body to break it down right. Looking at those trigger foods. Right. And a lot of people have them. A lot of, <clears throat> you know, lactose intolerant is huge in Canada. Right. Nowhere in the world other than North America do you find most people with a lot of allergies, let yeah. alone peanut allergies. Like I've right. never heard of that until I came here. And I wasn't allowed to bring a Snickers to school because, you know, it could kill Tommy or something. I've wondered about that a lot. Like, what's with all the fucking allergies? And that's a just because of the, the soil up in North America is way different than somewhere in Europe or somewhere in South America. Is that what you think it is? There's a reason why you can go to Italy and eat pizza every single day for mm. seven days and not once feel bad. Right. There's a reason why you can go to Chile and eat a tomato like an apple with all these flavors. You can't do that here. Right. Can't do that here. Tell yeah. me you can eat pizza. So find any pizza spot in Toronto and tell me you could eat that every single day and not feel semi bloated like crap or like yeah. just sluggish. I've heard that. Did you ever see that uh, that Netflix show Cooked? No. There's an episode on bread. And they're talking the about the way that's yeah the way the, they're talking about the way that they make sourdough and the way that they make the way that people make bread traditionally over in Europe versus how it's made commercially in North America. It's different, man. It's different. And he was <laughs> he was saying himself like he kind of went out and claimed he's like talk to most people in North America or in America who claim to be gluten intolerant and then give them a slice of bread from this guy who makes it you know this traditional way with these quality ingredients and with with, with this care. And with this process, give them these people who complain about gluten intolerance, give them this slice of bread, and I bet you they'll be fine. It's big. And the I, I feel like also just the 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 way that we like the way that we treat food in North America, it's very, very different. Because with a lot of mass production leads to a lot of really like shady farming yeah. practices. It's a very multicultural place. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to our countries, well, where we're originally from, let's say like Take it back to your parents, you know, 15, 30 years ago or so. Yeah. Everybody's kind of eating the same types of food. Yeah. Whether it's like, this is Filipino food. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be eating Polish food in Philippines. Right. And it's, I'm not saying it's bad to mix cultures and flavors and all of that. It's not bad at all. It's great. It's wonderful. Right. But it's now that we're trying to make it easier for the average person yeah you know to get filipino food in canada in toronto you got to go to those those spots that the restaurants mm -hmm. where it's 99 percent filipino yeah and the one percent who can fit in on a sunday yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but now let's go and try to get a caucasian family to cook a filipino meal they're mm -hmm. not going to get the true raw ingredients they need they're going to go to metro sobeys lablas and find whatever whatever yeah. is there but it's not the same. It's not going to come out the same. It's going to cook the same. It's not going to, yeah. the texture won't be the same. And that happens a lot. We try to make so many different things from so many different countries, but we're trying to make it 
very Canadian or very American. Right. Right. And uh, we put so many more chemicals and ingredients to make a difference in some stuff. And that's the biggest, I think, uh, the difference. Like you see a lot of sunflower oil in a ton of things that don't necessarily need it. Right. But they're just adding it because it's now more consistent. Mm -hmm. It's more volume in the bottle. It's cutting the corner. They can sell it. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that the word fragrance in perfume can just mean over a thousand chemicals, but they're just rounding it up as the word fragrance? So if you look at your deodorants, you look at your perfume, cologne, and you look at the ingredients, you can see some names you've never pronounced before. And somewhere either in the beginning, middle, or the end, it will be fragrance. That word can mean that there's over a thousand chemicals. You'll never know that. They don't tell you that. They don't explain that to you. (laughs) Right? And I learned that in school for holistic nutrition where they start teaching about estrogen, environmental estrogen. You look at the things you put on yourself every single day. Deodorant, let's say. um, Toothpaste. Toothpaste is huge. And one of the biggest ones we spoke about was cotton and how Tampax and all these tampon companies use cotton heavily sprayed cotton and that is being compressed and then put into an area where it's highly absorbable Mm. and you're asking how some people are getting you know birth defects and miscarriages and so on with other chronic diseases once the child is born it's little things that we never look at right yeah you know a guy like yourself was always working in such high lighting and screening Mm -hmm. You know, at night, I guarantee you dim it down. Oh, yeah. Or you have those. Like almost off. (laughs) Or you have the UV light glasses that kind of bring everything down. Our phones have that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that stuff would get going, get going. Your body would just nonstop. Right. So when you look at things like that, it's a, yeah. Yeah. What else do we not know about? That's great. Well, let's leave that for a part two because we're, (laughs) let's start to wrap this up. Because we're getting into some deep waters. We'll leave that for a part two. Got to get the Joe Rogan hours. Yeah, we're, yeah hour with those, those Joe Rogan times, those three-hour podcasts. I'd love to get there at some point, but like for now, I don't even know how many people are left listening to this. But <laughs> for the people for the people left listening, tell them where, where, where can we find you? You can find me at uh, Torque Barbell under Silverback Strength and Wellness or Silverback Fitness. Plug your Instagram. My Instagram is at Rodrigo Silverback. If you want any... Personal training, online coaching, whether it's strength, nutrition, or just performance-based sports, let me know. It's gonna be a good. Uh, it's gonna be a good change in 2021. I have a lot of goals for myself and things I'd like to get done. I want to get fire started with hopefully this year, mm. and then be hopefully not so local in that department. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that working like yeah, right on Burnham Thorpe. <laughs> That's too local for me. I'd like to visit somewhere else, but um, yeah. Your strength, nutrition, and also your supplementation needs. Hit up your mans, Coach Rodrigo. Let's do it. All right, Brady. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Six feet? I can't reach. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thanks for doing this, dude.